have you ever heard anyone say things like, you know, for me, it's just putting myself first, especially after a fresh heart break, like just eating breakfast. No gender, no, not specific about any gender, but, you know, there's a gender that uses it more often. Like after the heartbreak, they just go, I just want to focus on me. I just want to, you know, be the best version of me. I just want to put myself first. And then you see that these people eventually maybe they start taking themselves on solo dates. They start going on pedicure and manicures and, you know, spas and like putting myself first, first love. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about self-love versus self-mastery. Is self-love different from self-mastery or is self-love like a better expression of self-mastery or self-mastery a better expression of self-love? All of this confusing back and forth. Let's talk about it. Hey you guys, what's up? Been a while, been ages. Um, sincere apologies that Construed was out for a while. It's never going to happen again, you know. Some people reached out and then they just wanted to be sure. Like, no pressure, what's up, what's going on? I'm like, nah, 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 just, just because I've not had time to record. I didn't have anything deep to say. I just didn't have enough time to record properly. And I think I was always overthinking my recording process. Because in like the past few months, like updates, like, I traveled for a bit and even when I was traveling, I packed my mic and everything I needed to record my podcast, like in another country, just to be sure that I was going to record. I even, one time I even set up my mic and everything in the hotel room and I just did a test. And I think I just like did that overthinking again. And then I said, maybe this is not the perfect time. I'll record the next day. And that was, I never recorded the first time I traveled. And then I came back and I was like, okay, you, I'm back now, let's record. And I never did. And then I traveled again and then I said, oh yeah, I packed, I still packed the same way, ready to record maybe in another country and give you just, uh, you know, cultural nuances, the things that are different in this country and all the rest. And I never recorded anything, apparently. But I'm here now. So, welcome to Construed. If this is your first time listening, I just want to say welcome, welcome. You've joined at the right time because this was my first time recording in a while. <laughs> I have bars, I know, for days. So, let's get into what's important. Today, we're talking about self-love versus self-mastery. Is it really something that you could put side by side and just suppose saying self-love versus self-mastery? Or is it that self-love is something engrafted in self-mastery or self-mastery is something engrafted in self-love? Before we go into that, first, let's address that thing that popular culture has done with self-love. You know, when people just freshly come out of heartbreaks. And now, I know it happens mostly with women, but it also happens to men too, you know. In our channels, the energy goes to the gym, you know, post-heartbreak, um, post-heartbreak gym, gym clarity or whatever that is. And then you have people focusing more on themselves and you just start seeing their status or, you know, their tweets saying, now I'm just going to focus on myself to be the best version to, of myself, to be the best woman that I'm supposed to be. You know, I'm, I'm a focused queen, blah, blah, blah. I see if they were not focused when they were madly in love with whoever they were madly in love with. So this self-love mantra kind of went so popular and everyone started focusing on just me first, me first. But you know, the extreme it got into was that it started going into the extremes of selfishness because some of the things people said they did out of self-love, 
we're just extremely selfish. I mean, selfish also self in it. <laughs> selfish, self-love, self-mastery. It's all about self. You see where we're going now. So this time when people really started creeping into selfishness and people were saying things like, you know, they don't have, they, they don't owe anybody anything. They don't, some of those ridiculous takes. So because I know people that listen to Constitute are really busy people, some of them are listening on their way to work. I'll just cut you the slack of trying to listen to the end before you get what I'm trying to say. My major point is the biggest expression of self-love anyone can give themselves or can ever walk in is self-mastery. So now what is self-mastery? Your ability to control yourself in all kinds of situations. In a situation that requires you to apply yourself and reach your goal, you can control yourself and make sure that your emotions are kept in check until your goal is achieved. So self-mastery, as I would say it is, you finding the best version of yourself, not in a out of the context of who God wants you to be. Because it has also been hijacked by maybe New Age religion where they say self-mastery, you master yourself, you are the clinic, you are the this and that, that and omega of yourself. No, no, no. Self-mastery in the context of who God wants you to be. The kind of love being that God wants you to be, how God wants you to walk in love towards your brothers and sisters in the faith. How God wants you to walk in love towards even people that don't like you in this world. Or how God wants us to go after some of the things that he has put, put in our hands. How he wants us to be diligent. That, that is self-mastery. And to say that it is the greatest expression of self-love, it means that the best you can do for yourself is to be the best version of yourself. I know it's, there's a lot of self, 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 self. So being the best version of yourself would mean that there's a version of yourself that exists right now and there's a version of yourself that you're supposed to be that you really envision yourself to be and using that vision scape that god has provided for us saying that you should be someone who will walk in love like this someone who would you know go after god's visions and dreams in your hearts like this someone would exact themselves and be diligent like this someone would be generous to the to to the poor and the widows that is like the goal of self-love and then saying self-mastery that as it has been established in the scriptures the things that have been said about you the things that maybe right now you're struggling with addictions that is the version of yourself that you have right now at your disposal and then striving towards the version that has been cast before you so we agree life can be tough we don't even come into like the best conditions when we exist as humans like what we are born into generally might not be like the most comfortable things that we maybe imagine in our previous lives but now this is the life that you have this is who you are this is what you're struggling with these are the things that you have issues with these are the things that you suck at these are the things that you're great at self-mastery is now looking at is that it's an entire journey of committing to being the best version of yourself committing to bettering yourself and it's as practical as what are the things that i struggle with what are the things that i have issues with what are the things that help or you know hamper my productivity now i have to commit to taking those things out of the way to making my life better to making myself better and this is like the biggest favor you can do for anyone around you anyone you're married to anyone that you're dating or your best friend because being your best self will mean you're being your sanest self you're being your most practical self you're being your wisest self and that's like the best you can do for any friend not you being at some random emotions and this is not me saying that sometimes you don't have a down moment sometimes that you know you're not living up to it but the most important thing i'm saying now is if you really say you like and you love yourself so to speak the self-love that has been corrupted into you know saying that putting yourself first that has been eating up with selfishness you should actually go deep on self-mastery 
if God has put a vision in your heart, God has put an idea in your heart, God has put something in your heart, but all you do is talk about it. Sit down and just talk about it and talk about it. And you are doing nothing towards that step. You are talking about it, waiting for the perfect time. If only I had this to just help me become this. I'm just looking to raise this amount of money to be able to do this, to do this, to do this. I'm not saying money is not important. And I'm not saying that money does not hamper the you know, growth or sometimes come in the way when we're trying to go after some of these visions that we have. But I'm saying that to be as practical as possible, to be sincere with yourself that if this is how you are exerting yourself and going out, do you think it's actually going to get you to where you are supposed to be? Do you think this is actually your best self? Do you think this is the best version of you that can exist right now? Have you thought about it and you've said, oh, I think that's, I've done my best. Like, and one thing I like about this is your conscience bears you witness. Because you're the only one that knows yourself <laughs> apart from God. You're the only one that knows yourself and knows yourself to the core. You can tell me that's your best, but deep down you know that it's not your best. And sometimes we are grateful for mentors who know who know us to an extent and they see the best in us. You know, it's all of our best, best, best thing here. And then they see the best in us and they can commit to saying they will help us grow because they've seen something. So sometimes we might be blind to it. We are not even going to see how far we can go. But this is my this is my this is my biggest philosophy about it. That if I'm trying to get to point A, but right now where I am is not directly leading to point A, but I found myself on a particular path. That it is my utmost responsibility. That that's, that's the most responsible thing I can do for myself. It is to apply myself to give my best self to that work. Even if it doesn't look like that's what you really want to do. I remember when I was waiting to, you know, get into school. It was just like a four-month space after we had gotten our admission because, you know, schools in Nigeria take time before you get in. And so for those four months, I remember my mom going to sign me up at uh, a computer training center. But before then, I had gone to a computer training center. I had just learned desktop processing. I know it might sound strange that people are going to computer schools and it's not that they're going to learn coding. But for me, the second time I was going to learn computer engineering, how to repair desktops. And I'm telling you that I hated it. Not that I hated it, so to speak, but I hated the experience around going to learn it because it was not comfortable. It was not convenient. It was not even what I wanted to do. I just wanted to get back into school. I just wanted to resume school and, you know, start learning about electrical electronics engineering. And I thought my mom was ridiculous for even thinking that I could go learn how to repair the Excel computers to help me in that part. Why am I saying this? I'm saying this because at that time, in other ways, I didn't know better. I applied myself. I knew every, I learned everything that was important and I was able to repair the Excel computers. That was just four months. Fast forward to like two years after that, I was trying to get a studio or get like a photography mentor and someone to help me. And one of the ways I added value to someone that they didn't charge me to teach me, like uh, that they didn't charge me to bring me under, under the tutelage of photography was that I started repairing their desktop computers for them. So it was value for value. If I had not learned that, I would have had nothing to offer that business. And the first time they said this computer had issue and I repaired it, I checked it, I said this was what was wrong and it started working fine. That was the value I was presenting to that business and in that way they thought, oh, whatever I want, let him stick around, he's our guy. And from there I started learning photography, I had access to cameras, I had access to lights and then I started learning stuff. So. I'm not saying that my story is like the Bible of everyone's experience or it is like the template, but I'm saying that what I've learned in life with many, too many occurrences is this path you are on right now might not be the path that you really want to go. It's not like looking directly leading to where you are, but I'm telling you that whatever it is that you have found yourself and you apply yourself, it is never wasted. You might never come up directly 
another time in your life but whatever it is that you've gotten out of it maybe the practical lesson you've learned from that time or whatever moral lesson or emotional experience is going to stick with you and it is yours for life and that might even give you context in another scenario that you'll never even see coming so to all of this that i'm saying self-mastery is being responsible take agency for your life the bible says giving all diligence there's a way you know you've not given all diligence when it comes to the things that have been placed in your hands I don't know you. You know yourself better. You know if you are working at full throttle. You know if you are pushing at full throttle. And you know when you are not. So I'm begging you for the sake of the people around you and for the sake of the things God has committed in your hands. Take charge for your life. Taking charge for your life can be as simple as you know your most productive self is when you wake up by 5 a.m. every morning. Forget all the drama that people say, you don't sleep today. I'm not saying you shouldn't sleep enough. It means you know you want to wake up by 5 a.m. Be practical. Don't go and be sleeping by 12 midnight you know you're probably going to sleep sleep by maybe 9 p.m you get eight hours sleep and then you're up by 5 a.m and you, and you see that that day that you woke up by 5 a.m you got things done and then the only thing you do now is relieve it and i just be like ah there was one week that i really got a lot of results the problem is most times we do not take account of our experiences we don't even monitor ourselves the way i see my life is almost like i'm the lab rat and i'm also the lab scientist so if there's anything I do that I've, I probably did and it worked, I take note of it. I'm not just living life mindlessly. And you shouldn't do that too. So if there's something I've noticed that when I do it this particular way, it gives me this kind of result. Stick to it. Don't let anything take it away from you. So if it will mean that by 8 a.m. you start shutting down on a Sunday evening, so be it. I'm not taking guests until 10 p.m. and then my Monday is messed up and then my entire week is messed up. No, 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 no. Those are the things that you now see that they are important to you. They're probably like rituals that you must commit to that make you the best version of yourself. So I'm begging you again in the name of God, take agency for your life and go after the things that God has placed in your hands. That is the biggest expression of saying that you love yourself. Please. So someone is asking, what about some of the mistakes I've made? The worst thing you can do for yourself is to wallow in the mistakes of the past. Right now, this is you. This is what you have. What can you work with from now going forward? And I'm not saying come in and say, the next six months I'm going to. Just let it be that every day that you wake up, there is a mindedness that you are waking up with. Today, I choose to get results. Today, I choose to move closer to the things that God has committed in my hands. Today, I choose to be of great use to God's kingdom. And all the many things, even the personal goals that you've set for yourself, things that you've decided to be better at, stop living your life to chance. Because before you know it, you are 40. Before you know it, you are 50. I'm saying this because there's a proper demographic analysis of the people that listen to this podcast. And I found out that there are just people around my age, people a bit younger than I am too, just a few people older than I am. I'm probably like the oldest <laughs> on the Constitute podcast. Just kidding. So when scripture says, Benjamin, you have no wolf, and in the morning he shall devour the prey, and in the night he shall divide the spoil. Here's what I got out of that: You are young. In your in the morning of your days, in the morning of your life, you are not supposed to be dividing spoil. That's not the time that you are going to be going after all the things that everybody's saying. I want to go on a trip, for a vacay, and because when you really look at it, some of the people you compare yourself with, some of them are working towards their evening. So maybe some of them are not. Some of them are really privileged, but some of them are in their evening. Some of them have worked maybe twenty years of their lives. Now you see them traveling around with their spouses. You are just twenty something. What have you done? What prey have you devoured in your life that you are thinking to divide this point? So you must keep the mindset that there is an amount of work that you must do in your life. There's an amount of 
amount of time that you have to get it done. You don't have forever. Before you know you have children, some of the things that you can commit to wholeheartedly, you cannot do that again because you're going to be an irresponsible parent if you have to commit all your time to one thing and you neglect your children. So now you have no children to neglect. You won't have no plans. You have nothing. And you are, so we, we must we must take agency for our lives. We must commit and say, in the morning, I will devour the prey. Even the prey will know that you devoured it. And then when it's evening, you know, evening is always going to come. Your life is not going to be cut short. There's always going to be that evening. There's always going to be the point where you can sit and say, now let's divide this boy. And you're never going to feel guilty for spending that money. You're never going to feel guilty for... for Although some people have issues and then they begin to even still feel guilty after they really worked hard. That's that's another thing. Well, you're never going to feel so guilty. I feel like, oh God, am I supposed to be doing this now? Because you've worked and you've deserved it. So this is a charge to anyone who is listening to this. Take charge for your life. If it's your job and you've been slacking at it, come on, wake up. This is your youth. You're never going to, this is, that's another truth I always like to live by. It's never going to be like this again. This is the youngest I'll ever be. So I need to, so you are, some of you are like towards your prime. You don't even know that it's your prime yet. Walking into your prime and then you don't even know when your prime is. How do you even know what is your prime when you don't even commit yourself wholly into it? Give it yourself. If, when you now know, you're like, ah, this is not my prime one, I've done so well. And you go again. Let it be that you, you it is when you've committed yourself and you're not be like, oh, I think this was, this was when my mind was sharpest. This was when I was, and yeah. So don't, don't procrastinate and make things harder for your future self. Today, you have the chance to get it done. You have the chance to go at it. Go at it. Take charge of your life. Take responsibility. That is the biggest expression of self-love. If you really love yourself as a claim, take charge of your life. And I think that's pretty much everything I want to talk about on Construed. No, I know, I know. That was quite intense. But let's keep it light. I believe Construed was helpful to you today. Please stay tuned. We have other episodes coming in the coming weeks. And thank you very much for always sticking to everyone who reached out and were concerned. I really appreciate it. I know. I came with a lot of accent. If I'd recorded the minute I traveled, I would have given you Kenyan and Ghanaian accents. But Charlie, those things have, they've gone now. <laughs> so you can listen to Constitute on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Please don't forget to share with anyone if you think this is going to be really helpful to them. So I remain Tunji and Auro, uh, your host for Constitute. I'll see you some other time. Bye.